Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? Good morning. Good morning. Whew, it's been a week. Tommy was just singing about how happy he was for the weekend. I'm like, dude, you know you have another whole day left. It's hey, one I am aware. So don't need, don't need another day. Oh, these days have been long enough already. Long enough. Yeah. So I'm kind of already ready for like winter because I'm <laughs> what? what? I'm not we, okay. We just okay. got out of this. It was mess, two, this good, mess. two nice days. Two nice <laughs> days, and you're already well, what ready is, for what is wrong with you. I, okay. I, here's two things I'm not a fan of: bugs oh and bugs. And the amount of stink bugs in my sunroom where I have to walk out and to go outside because mm-hmm. they just kind of conjure in there. It's like I'm in my head. I'm like, OK, if I bring all the stuff in the sunroom that I need into the front door and just walk around the house to get everything I need, that can work. And hornets. Oh, my goodness. And they're back. And I forgot. So maybe I should move to Alaska because I think there's actually more, more bugs in, Ala- in Alaska. Company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's like fields of mosquitoes. That's like swarms of mosquitoes land. I, I don't think don't that's going to help you. You don't know they're there, though. They just get bit. I think what you're saying, again, I, I don't, I've never been there. I, I don't know. But I feel like a desert would be a good place to live for you, Tommy. There's there's very there's fewer. There's The animals that are there are like probably scorpions. pretty deadly, like scorpions, things that would kill you. <laughs> but I would feel like there wouldn't be many gnats laying around, I, I would, I would yeah. feel like. Well, like I listen, I love being outside during the spring, the summer. Um, granted, as long as it's like under eighty-five, because this and all this I'm saying, I still don't know how I lived in Florida for so long. I hate anything over eighty-five. It's only old, over eighty-five and humid, and, and the bugs are huge. Oh yeah, so it's like Jurassic Park. I, I have a friend. Bugs. I have a friend who moved to Atlanta, and he would, he kept he was from here, and he kept telling me like. Dude, Atlanta, Atlanta is live. There's animals everywhere. Like, <laughs> and he's not even in Florida. He's just getting closer to Florida. And he's like, Every, everything moves. Everything has, everything's trying to eat you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> calm down. It's just Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Um, well, today's topic, uh, we're talking about, this is, a, this is a little bit maybe a less around Power BI. And this is maybe more of a peripheral topic for us to talk about here. Um, the idea here is how can we add the most amount of value to our organization when we're talking about like bringing, developing, or selling an in-house solution? So this is maybe taken from the lens of, you know, we're people who, who are working with a team of engineers or a team of uh, BI professionals where there is a lot of things happening in the, in the company. And as as one who has occurred to this, and I'll give you a scenario what this maybe means, is I've uh, talked to individuals across the company, and with candid conversation, I'm not really trying to prod. I just seem to be naturally curious about certain things, and I would find out they're like, I was like, oh, they're showing me the report. Okay, so you know what kind of you report? What report do you do? Oh, let me show you my Excel sheet. Okay, it's they're very proud of it, right? You know, look here's my. Uh, 15 steps that I do. It's super, you know, got all these things in it. I do everything here. It's all automated, da, 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 da. And I think to myself, I watch you, I watch you use this Excel sheet and you're literally downloading lots of things from a source system and you're manually copying and pasting things between files and you've written yourself instructions on how to use the Excel sheet to be able to remember it next time you load it again. So I, I look, I sit back and look and go, wow, we've spent a lot of time and effort on something that we could have automated 
with Power Query or Power BI uh, to, to help that become a bit more efficient. So this, this might be one of those opportunities. Like, where do you invest your time? Where, when you look across the company and you see people doing things in an inefficient way, how do you say something? How do you, how do you bring it up? Or how do you, uh, you know, sell it to leadership to uh, make this like a potential future project that you can build? Anyways, um, is that what you're kind of thinking for the topic, the topic today, Tom? Is that kind of, uh, I think we might take it a couple different places too. No, I, I think we're going to take it a few places, but I absolutely love the conversation today really for the fact that I think everyone in this space and I think a lot of the people listening to were solution oriented, where yes. if you work in Power BI enough or in the Power Platform, you start to think of the way people do things in a different light mm -hmm. because we start realizing, look, wow, this is taking too much time. I can automate it this way or I yes. can create a process this way. And then you see people outside of our world and you're what? Like, so how did you get that number? Like, oh, well, I already know that in my head. You're like, oh, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> we try to think of ways to structure and automate it. Yes. And so a lot of times I think like for myself to your, to your point with the story, yeah, I see this all the time where I call it like uncovering rocks mm -hmm. where you kind of look like, Oh, people want a report or they want this solution. And then we, as we start to scope it, you go, how did you get that value? Like, where did that code come from? Mm -hmm. Like, well, we just had this for the last 20 years. And, you know, I kind of know this. And I asked Jim and yeah. Jim knows, you know, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, my. There's a bit yeah. of tribal knowledge that goes on. And it's yeah. not, I don't think tribal it's, knowledge. I don't feel like a lot of these things that I encounter are, they're not meant to be malicious. They're not, they're not meant to be like, Ugh. you know, I'm, no. tr I'm trying to be inefficient. It just seems to be like when I look at these, when I stand back and look at things, like, there's it's a better like, way. There's a better way. And, and I think there's sometimes, one of the times I'll hear these excuses or if I'll we'll ask people like, why didn't you use Power Query or why didn't you learn this new thing? And they're like, I didn't have time. And that to me is like, oh, it's such a cop-out answer. You couldn't slow down, spend a little time learning how to automate something and learn something new to get better at something that would you know, make something in, like, easier for you. I, mm -hmm. I, think, I think there's a disservice that is done by companies where they don't give you the skills that you need. I think there's, I think there's tools that they give you that doggone it there should be like some solid training for every person in a, in a company to be hey you know as it driving some of the data culture right uh here's how to here's how we can use visuals and graphics to drive to drive insights again i i'll talk on the company that i went to to get some training on this delta insights or sorry delta associates uh gave me some um training and i went to their i think they're calling it now their black belt training on excel uh, but I went to their um, bronze uh, training. It it changed how I perceived data. It, it really helped me sit back. And there's their information was a lot around category management of your of your product. You know how do you compare against competitors? What is really driving your sales? Um, helping you. There's some very core insights there that I use all the time, all, all the time today. Um, so it really. Um, helped me think a lot more around the deeper questions around analytical things. For me, th this obviously is going to stem or delve into topics we've addressed on multiple other episodes where we're, we're obviously promoting that the, the starting point for any sort of engagement is, you know, kind of a learning mentality. Mm -hmm. like we recommend people stay engaged 
with your technical or business areas. And when you do that, you at least should be spending a little bit of time a day mm-hmm. to think about some of the problems that you know your area or your organization is facing because we have a lot of insight as data individuals and you should also have like your directives right what are the big goals for the year right i could i could spend if i spent you know 20 minutes a day thinking about the goals for the year and whether or not you know we we've obviously broken them down into actions and we're going to you know schedule a bunch of work but mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff on the periphery that just doesn't get done or we don't have yep. enough manpower or man yeah. if i really had this i could be much more efficient so i think for me in mm. this conversation that's really it, good it kind of breaks down into two different areas and it sounds like we're we're headed right into the first one which is great which is i think there are things i want to talk about related to an individual contributor right somebody mm-hmm. who's building the reports every day day in and day out that's what you do you're getting hopefully better at your technical space and then how how this might shift or some of the things that you might want to uh, keep in mind as a, a manager or a leader of people right where you can influence what people are are engaging with a bit or at least provide you know a, a lot more opportunity for some of the things I think we'll talk about in the individual contributor space yeah I think um, someone brings up a really interesting point in the chat talking about sometimes people just don't even know there's a better way. Right. And like, how do you, how do you know when you don't, when you don't like, how do you, how do you even get exposed to these things? And I think it was, it was yeah. literally happen chance. I mean, it was like a, a, a random conversation with someone. They were like, Hey, Microsoft came out with this new thing called, um, you know, um, I said it was SharePoint BI and, Microsoft came out with this thing called Power Pivot or Power View. Someone just randomly shared that with me. And it wasn't like I wasn't in training. I didn't discover it. It just, I had stumbled across it. And taking the time to learn that, like, that's literally changed my career. Like, I'm, I'm doing, an, I'm not even doing engineering now. I'm doing data engineering, which is totally different than mechanical engineering, what I was trained for. So it, there, there are some impressive, like, capabilities or career-moving changes that can happen if you take a little bit of time to learn this extra stuff. I love that. I, th- I think that's a really good point though, right? Like just right off the bat, right? Like yeah. we, we can we can talk about like virtuous waste versus proactive engagement, yep. right? But if I look back at myself, right, 15 years ago, if, I, if somebody at a business introduced a tool to me and was like, here's, here's what you do, here's how you learn your job, um, here's the processes we need you to follow, And like Mike, in your example, Mm -hmm. Excel. Yeah. Did you know everything about Excel? Were you actively like, oh man, this is the program I live in every single day. Do you, are you just doing your job in that tool? Or are you like, man, this, like, what are, what can I do with this? Mm -hmm. Right. And when you take it to that next step, then it, what happens with, with, with how you engage with a project or uh, something that you're dealing with at work is, Oh, okay. I understand what I, I want to do. Let me go learn about the tool to see whether or not this functionality mm-hmm. or wh- whatever is possible. And I start engaging with the, the the tooling and the technology so that I'm opening the doors to many more options on how to solve a problem. Yeah. And I think like that alone, just yes. if you're in Excel, do you know all the things that Excel does? I'm not talking like yep. the VBA, like back back behind the doors, like, but 
just the ribbon, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you know what your options are? Yeah. And that alone, like, opens doors to the the next point, right? Which we we outline in any engagement, I'm sure people see all the time, is one of the best areas for immediate need if you don't know what the large company problem is or nobody's giving you any direction hmm? is have you streamlined your job yes is it is it as efficient and as fast as, as possible or like you guys were talking about and is there is there a process that i just go through two days a week because yes. this yep. is how i move data around yes As, asking that asking yourself that question i think i i'm gonna propose an idea here i don't know if this is right or not but like if you I don't know if you can answer that question. Am I being as efficient as I possibly can? I don't think you can answer that. Kind you, of a postmortem thing. Right? I mean, so if you don't know, look, I'm going to just lean on my example here a little bit further, right? <laughs> you know, I'm doing my Excel sheet. I've made my template. I do my copy paste every week. No big deal. I have optimized it as much as I know. I didn't know there was Power Query. I didn't know I could have a button refresh. I didn't know I could use SharePoint, all these other things to help automate that data movement. Until but someone, that's, the other, that's if, the other side of it, Yeah. right? You can't, you can't inc- improve your efficiency if you're not proactively taking steps to learn more about either okay. the technology you're correct. using. Yeah, taking training or, or getting some other people way. Who, yes, correct. Yeah, right. Yes. And that's, that's the, like, I don't yes. That's the reason we push learning so much. Right? Yeah, you're you're Be not going to know learner. what's mm-hmm. outside your box until you start looking outside your box. Yeah, and that's why I think everybody in in business, whether regardless, um, but I think more in FTE roles as opposed to uh, contract contracting or consulting because you're exposed to more, but you're forced sure. into different new situations. Whereas in a business, a business could use the same technology and the same things for your entire life yep <laughs> right yep so you're not by nature jumping outside your box or figuring out is there a better way yeah and, but that that is the linchpin i think in understanding like how do you how do you get better i think there's two levels to what you're saying and when we talk about the business and what we do and i'll call it endpoint and front point just some terminology endpoint is a lot of times like the way we think now is structured data. And a lot of times when people ask for things for us, like we're always thinking when people come to us with a solution, can you build a report out of this? Or can we do something with this? Our first thought when we look at it is like, is this in a structured way where I can create relationships and connect it to other data points? That's an easier solution to do because you're just talking to whoever the stakeholder is and going through like, Hey, this is fine, but we need it in such a way where there's the categories, you know, we need this all in one uh, tab. We can help you with that, mm-hmm. but we just need this in a certain format. To me, the front point is the one that is, we're actually going out to the business and changing more than one person's process, like a team's process, a department's process, something that they necessarily didn't really ask for. But as during our scoping, where we're going, why are they doing things a certain way? Like inputting, they're always inputting the category manually or they're inputting in Excel and how that tries to relate with like one of their systems. So there's like two different like layers to me where again, there's when people are coming to us and we're like, hey, just make this kind of few minor changes for it to work the way we need it to work. And then there's that other one where 
it would change a team's or department's way of doing things that Mm -hmm. they might've been doing it for a long time, Mm -hmm. which is the harder one. So I I don't know if you you guys see those points. I would agree. I think you dovetailed. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're, I think dovetailing into like a a team or you guys uh, finding problems in other parts of an organization for them. Yes. Right. Which right. I, I think absolutely is a topic of kind of where where what do you do with that information and how do you manage around that within your team as well as the org? Because there's a lot more right. touch points, right? Especially if you're like, um, we recognize that you are <laughs> spending five hours a day, wasted time of the company. Right. Hey, hey, <laughs> manager over there, come over here. Let's have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. 100 percent you're gonna find stuff everywhere but that's the funny thing is like when you start looking at any any place mm-hmm. right you'll you'll see areas of efficiency provided you know you're you're either learning about it or you have the experience that allows you that insight right yes because if you don't you're never gonna know what that is exactly right right mm-hmm. because everybody just does this one thing this way so I think I think we've laid out the framework and and kind of what most people yeah. in organizations look like but i think one of the most important things for providing max value is is making sure that you're in a place where you know that your ideas are valued right mm-hmm. like you can't you won't be able to do anything if your manager or anybody in your organization doesn't like new ideas right doesn't want you to be a problem solver like if you're just there pushing buttons yeah then I think everything past this conversation, like this point in the topic, it just goes away, right? So find a place where you're valued because what what we're gonna say, I think at least, or what I'm gonna say, is if you're trying to provide max value, then you as an individual contributor or a person within your organization should be valued, right? And I, 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 no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like you're saying here potentially the grass is greener on the other side. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying a precondition for you to in, like invest a bunch of time, twofold, right, would be, are you going to get personal value out of learning something new hmm? and increase the efficiency of, of your yourself while you're in a position? Absolutely. 100%. But Mike, if I said, hey, you know, for the next two years, you're, 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 the value you provide is just going to streamline your, your, your process for the business. And, and that's, that's your metric. Like that, that's what you're going to do. I, I've gotten, I've gotten pushed into roles where they wanted me to do A, and I was feeling passionate for doing B. And so I did A for a period of time. I voiced my opinion about wanting to do my other, uh, you know, tasks or options. And mm-hmm. at some point, I just said, "Okay, I'm going to go look for a job that lets me do this full time." This is so. I'll, that's, I'll, that's I'll give what a real saying. I know. I'm just saying. Like, I'll give a real example here. Like, one of them was right. One of my lifetime learning things was learning more Power BI. I was doing more Power BI things in my my daily work, and. The direction I was getting pushed was I was getting pushed to do program management or product management. So I was sure. I was managing the product more and more, and they were wanting more project work for me to continue pushing that forward. And I wanted to do I was like, okay, that's good, but I didn't see a long term like I could do it. 
Right, but, but you I was didn't more see interested in that role. Yeah, I, I, I was more interested in learning so, Power BI and thought, okay, this could be. A, and right. I found an entire like this is when I left corporate world and started doing consulting. I left and started a brand new career in just doing Power BI twenty four seven. So be, think about be, this in the spectrum, though. This is in, and this is my point. Sorry, Tom, just yeah, cut, yeah. cut you off a little bit. The I, I think one of the best things you can do when you're working for any company is think about what you're doing to build your experience level and or like move in the direction that you want to go. And Mike, I think that's a great point because you just said you let your company know that mm -hmm. you wanted to go in this direction. Yes. And what that means is from a career path standpoint, the company goes, oh, Mike, yeah, 100%. Okay, we'll shift things around. Now there's your, you know, as Microsoft says, North Star, yes, right? Yes. But everything you do on that ladder is like going in a direction that you want to go. Correct. Versus what you outlined, which is yeah, they didn't want to send me in that direction. Mm -hmm. So like here I was. And that's my point, right? Like you're not going to get motivated. You're not going to have like any of this juice to keep going or pushing or try to find better ways or solve big company problems when when nobody's like saying yeah that's a path we totally want to support you in. yeah now before everyone starts sending out their resume because they, they think that their company doesn't <laughs> hold on hold on hold on yeah but, <laughs> but there, people don't ask you for ideas get the heck out well there, not, there's only I, there's only a couple well, ways this ends right there's only a couple you either you either stay there long enough that leadership changes and you can do a little bit more of what you want to do or I feel like the only other option is there. You leave. I think there's but you okay. This is this is my my, my my one argument. You don't know. In a sense, as people have been saying this kind of theme, you don't know what you don't know. If you've never tried to sell an idea, a, a, a full idea, not just I had an idea, boss. That what if we did this and that was it. Mm -hmm. But if you really had a solution that could change the business, and if you've never brought that. Who's to say that you can't shift the way you're thought of at a company where let's say you're like, we need you to, that's input. true. This is your job kind of thing. Well, fine. But now, now you you're talking change like the culture. Now you're talking about how well can you play the political game at a company? There there's, I mean, as fine, but as, as a contractor, there's, there's politics yeah, but if involved, you've never come with an idea involved you, in, in yeah. any business though, you know, as, no, uh, yeah. as a, as a contractor, I feel like I deal a lot less with politics. It's not something I have to really, handle right i 100 percent. a lot less one of the best things about consulting what do you want me to do bull bull china shop here you go yep right here this I'll is this the is the answer bag yeah exactly yeah. here you go here's a solution this is what it is and you walk away you move on there's not a whole lot of like well you know changing priorities and you have all these other things to do you you're, you're brought in to do a very specific thing but when i was in that politic hit place when there's a lot of politics to play there for for your team or whatever need to be done I mean, you had to be kind of on. So some of the solutions that I sold, I actually sold some of my solutions into the company around using Power BI, um, doing some of the um, bigger need things there. But I, I found that it, it didn't always mean I was talking directly to my boss. It might have been talking to other leaders of the company or leaders above their, their level and talking to what their needs are and looking for other opportunities across the company. You know, when I was at, at Johnson Controls, I actually moved multiple times between different departments. So I, I started learning a lot of the, uh, you know, and getting engaged in the company culture and getting gained to know a lot of other people not in my department, which I think was a big advantage, being able to work with many different departments kind of helps you to move around a little bit more. 
Sorry. Well, my argument is if you've never been the solution guy, or if you're not known as the solution guy because you never thought of solutions, mm -hmm. how is that going to change until you start doing that? Uh, okay, that's it, a really good point. Yeah, it's a really good point, right? And yeah, and you can answer that. How how do I know? Am I the solution guy, or am I am I the guy? If if you're being spoon fed tasks and projects, it's not to say that you're not solving problems and you're not building things and and doing a really good job. Are you proactively solving problems? Correct. Like, you, you are in a team. You know exactly all of the other stuff that needs to be done or like you Correct. would find much more value in. And what separates, you know, those two is there's there's this problem with with spend. I'm going to go figure out like where that's coming from and tell my boss like, OK, I check this out. I built this report. Mm -hmm. This is showing us on a daily basis where all of our costs are. If we did this, we would reduce our costs yes. by X. Exactly. That is what blows people away and sets you apart. Correct. 100%. Yep. Find, find, right. and, and it's not only finding the problem, but proposing the solution. Right. It, it's right. A, it's and, a twofold thing. Oh, I really, right. I really like that. So, yeah, I wasn't thinking that way first, but now that you mentioned that, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a great idea. Yes. And I think, yeah. And this is exactly to the point. If you've been at somewhere for a long time and you were like, Hey, I'm no one's asking for my ideas. Well, you have to start with that being proactive with coming to the table yes. with to exactly this, what Seth said. This starts with you taking the initiative, mm -hmm. right? Like you can, so I lead with the wrong thing, right? You find a place where you're valued, but if you're, if you're doing bare minimum, and then you turn around and be like, hey, I got this great idea. That's not the way to approach maximize value or like or, or promoting a big idea, right? A couple of those thoughts, I think, are mm -hmm. obviously find a problem that needs to be solved, yeah. right? And and the bigger the problem, mm -hmm. the, 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 bigger, the, the bigger the reward, right? Yep. But what I think is important is, like, ideally, this is a thing that you want to learn more about. Right. That is one of the f most fantastic parts hmm. about being, you know, full time versus consulting is you get to like there are so many different areas within a business and possibilities for you to learn things and areas for you to learn new tools that this is the time that you take that opportunity to be like, oh, this is a problem and it's in this area and I want to go learn that. So you're you're maximizing your value because you're building experience around something that you don't know and yep. you're also trying to solve one of the problems that you know could be within the team or the org or whatever and this this makes those side projects or the interest of like learning and staying engaged much more fun cuz it's it it is going after a goal right so you can even take some of the things that you wanted to learn on the side and in, like engage those in the business side to actually solve problems mm -hmm. with your side stuff. Mm -hmm. No, like and that. yeah, no, this is absolutely perfect because I think we we've talked about, yeah, frame the conversation, what kind of ideas, but how do you begin that very first time to your boss or to your team to say, I know I've been doing tasks all this time, but here's an idea. And I think you said the very two fundamental elements of, selling it or beginning to sell it or show that value is framing the problem at the company. Like I've noticed that mm. marketing or product does X and they're doing it this way. Well, based on the technology that we have, the tools that we know, here's what we could do. Here's what it can save. Here's how it can impact the business and framing it that way. I think begins what it's a twofold 
benefit for the company and for yourself where one, you're actually, you start to get perceived as an idea or solution guy person. And you begin that, like, I don't, I don't just intake and do tasks that are told of me. I'm proactively thinking about the business. I'm proactively thinking about what is the impact. And then the other side too, is you can actually truly impact the business and impact the process. But I think it because it starts, it, it's going to start. And I, I think we're emphasizing this over and over just because of how important this is. It starts with you or us coming to the table with a pretty full problem and solution, not just an, a, a random idea, but mm-hmm. I think it comes with us really coming with like a sell sheet, so to speak. Yeah. Of What is a problem? What is the solution? How would it work? How do we implement it? I, I think uh, someone, uh, Joe, makes a note here. Money talks. Like, it it, it does. It says volumes here. Like, if, if you can find things that right. where you're optimizing things, if you're taking out cost, if you're finding a better way to do something, I think those are the, those are great opportunities for coming up with a solution around that. Um, and that's that's the easy one, right? Like, efficiencies. Yes. Right? That's mm-hmm. cost savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, if, if you went and you automated, like, 10 hours of manual work and you went to your boss and were like, Hey, uh, can I, can I schedule a meeting with you? Let me, let me show you something I'm proposing that we change in the team because we are spending a lot of time doing the same manual repetitive work over Mm -hmm. and over again. Yes. Like here's what I developed, right? Like here was the problem. Like you said, Tom, here was the problem. Here's how I thought about that. And here's a solution I'm proposing that we, we implement. And what the result of that is, is 10 hours of cost savings across two, two people per week. What else can we do with that time? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, I, wow, I, thank you. I think this is a stacking process too, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think you can't come in. I don't think if you're going to assume you're going to come into this and have this massive win right out of the gate, it probably won't mm-hmm. happen. I think you have to, yeah. you also have to kind of condition yourself. Like, I know for me, I have to start thinking bigger, right? You um, you don't you don't come into the, a situation that's, thinking like I've got the full point. idea. I've got that's this. Me- like we're gonna save a lot of money all at once. I think you kind of come at this with like small ideas. Like you find like oh I'm gonna make a little. Uh, uh, oh look I can automate this thing. So that that was my idea. Here's another example. I was using a program called Minitab. Minitab did some uh, statistics thing on top of our data. We had to pay money to to use that program. And so I said I'm gonna take the initiative. I'm gonna go build my own version of Minitab into Excel. So I basically built my own ribbon. I built uh, automations and things that would let me make reports faster. And so I spent a little bit of time, you know, learning this stuff, getting into it. And I basically built enough of Minitab of what we used. We would, it's a huge, it's a statistics program for Excel, basically. It's really cool. But we only used like 1% of it. There was only like two or three features that we needed in order to use the program. And so I basically rebuilt it. Like I did the statistics thing that I needed to, to to use inside Excel. I automated it. And it was a little win, right? And then that little win, I automated it for me. And then I showed it to somebody else. Like, hey, that's kind of cool. Show me how you do that. And so that was another little win for them. And then it turned into this whole thing of like, well, it's hard to find that document and hard to find this. And we can add all these buttons onto a ribbon. And, and so I had made a full ribbon to do this. And you know, by the time I had left the department, everyone had deleted their subscription to Minitab. And we had all started using this automated tool that was automating our report building to some degree. And it was like, I, I didn't have 
starting the project, I wasn't looking at like, oh, I'm going to build this tool. It's going to solve everyone's problems. I started solving very small problems. And then as I understood the capability and my capability, I think the solution started growing larger and larger. And then as I kept developing it, it became a larger value add. So I kind of took it a different way what you initially said, because to me, that's still like the end point. That's something that you did. Someone in a sense, you showed somebody, but what I'm saying, I thought of what you said in a sense of kind of being willing to compromise because if you're going out to the wild or you're going out to the business, telling your boss that we're going to affect two departments that are not our own, that we don't own, you may not be able to do a hundred percent of that because people like their process. You don't have that authority, but I think you got to be able to come with a few different solutions. Like, okay, we like, what you said here, but we can't change this, whether because we have an existing subscription or there's a system too integrated. What what can we do that can still push the needle? That's not 100% of what you said. I think we have to be willing to do that too, where it's not necessarily like all or nothing. Does that does that make sense? I mean, I think people... I think I think you're I think you're <clears throat> you're you're expanding exponentially the yeah, idea okay. of like how you incrementally provide value or correct or, or jump into yeah, yeah. The, the water i 100 percent agree with you like if the problem you're going to solve is multi-department and like yeah bigger in the organization that's a big then problem one of the, then one of the, the the recommendations i would have is find somebody that you can trust right mm. hopefully this is your manager right someone who's going to promote your idea or uh engage with you to help you surface up this this wider potential solution right Right. But because, yeah, you're 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 branching into, you know, yeah. that that arena where if you're going to go tell somebody that they're super inefficient in their job. Right. That that's a little bit different than solving, you know, solving something right. that, that you can within your department. But I think like where I want to like just dove, yeah. jo jump back into Mike's comment about the big thing mm -hmm. is that that is super important. I think if you look at us, our combined, you know, experiences, 40 or 50 years of, you know, experience within business. So our, our horizons, especially when we talk to each other are, are pretty, pretty large. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of things within business, yep. but if you're just starting, recognize that it's an evolution, right? Yeah. It's, it's a bit, you're building the experience of finding and solving problems. And those will always start with what you can do. Right. Correct. Like your your area or sphere of influence. And then I think, Tommy, where you're taking this is what happens when I go to the sphere of other people's influences and how do we make a bigger change? And that's where I think you absolutely do need somebody that if you're it's in your corner, um, is the, either, is either your you. business values, yeah. you know, th those types of opinions and, and gives you paths to introduce those. Mm -hmm. Or it's something that you broach a topic with with your your manager, you know, somebody you can trust in your area. Another point in terms of being able to start that path that I just thought of is we've talked a lot about the proactive side, right? Where we have to go out and sell our boss in something where it didn't exist before. That's not always the case. And I think in terms of framing our, the more, all right, I'll back up. The more that we're known as someone who's a solution provider, the more likely we'll be able to get the do those types oh, of efforts and people yeah. will you, want you us build to. that reputation. Yes. yes. Right. 
You right. build a brand. Building the rep. No, absolutely. Yes. Totally agree Whether, with this one. And this is absolutely internal. And there, so, are, there are people that are in your company that you know have a bad brand name. And you're like, oh, I don't want to work with that guy because right. they're really prickly or they don't ever listen to anyone. Or, if people just think you just <laughs> output a report, no yeah. one's going to come to you with a you know request. So I'll, I'll give an example but that it, I think goes into. But it goes more than it's like it's I want to hang on that point. I'm in with yeah. there. Like Tommy has a brand name. There's brand equity that comes with Tommy about how he runs his daily shop at at your at your business like they know you know it's it's everything right are do you come in are you grumpy in the morning do you you grouch at people when you sit down with your coffee and get stuff done throughout the day are you a nice person to work around because people won't be people won't come up to you and and be apt to listen to you if you have a brand that carries tommy's name who's he's not a good he's not a fun guy to work with right on the other hand, if you go out of your way to help people and you're kind and you're nice, I feel like that goes a lot longer, a lot further for Tommy's brand equity. And people are more right. apt to listen to you when you're not a jerk. <laughs> right. so it's, well, it's, so it's, I, it's a jerk I, and also, yeah. I agree with that, right? Uh-oh, the, but like, treating treating people with respect oh, okay, good. <laughs> and, right, and, and, and how we communicate is important. Being a guy in full transparency that mm-hmm. like gets short sometimes. Oh yeah. My team knows that, but I think the number one value that a, a, a person that is managing other people can have is do your people trust you? Mm-hmm. True. I know, I know without a doubt that I've conveyed and make sure that my team knows that I 100% have their back. Like I, I, like they have they have hmm? full authority to make decisions on how to solve a problem don't, don't throw people how to do the these bus. things you know no yeah so <laughs> oh, like man. there sh- there should always be an a a path that that I've even had a couple folks do this and it's amazing it's amazing when when your own when the people that you're managing come to you solving problems that weren't even on your radar mm-hmm. because they heard it and it and, it, it yeah. that that is where you know um, I think managing and, and leading other people, like the, the pinnacle of like, holy crap, like, yeah, the, this is awesome. Like, and wow, I work with an amazing team. That's the, but that's I think it's trust. Yeah. Trust is the biggest thing, regardless of, you know, obviously you, you need decorum and, and mutual respect to go along with that. But and, nobody's and I was going to go man. with there with the, from the leader point of view. Um, and I think to the, to the, uh, to the person who's actually thinking of the solution. The no a-hole rule. Sorry. The no a-hole. Yeah, that's, that's a given. But I'll, I'll give an example that I think plays into your point, Seth, about the leadership, like who's above you, who has more authority, and then the person thinking the, the idea. I wasn't always necessarily thought of the solutions guy or the person. Yep. And a lot of times, just like people yep. said, this is what we want, and you couldn't really come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had this major request come in from the departments, and the way everything was framed, the way they wanted to pull us, like it was pretty much impossible because... So all this unstructured, it was in a smart sheet. It was absolutely impossible. So I talked to my boss and I said, listen, what they want, this long-term thing cannot be done. And I said, but, and here's a solution. Here's something we can do. It's going to change the way, you know, no more smart sheets. It's going to change the way the input, but here's what I have in mind. I kind of spelled it out, uh, you know, and said like what the process would take what the output would be yep. and she said go for it let's sell them on it and having her backing yeah kind of thing we That's developed support. 
Yeah. Yeah. We developed this entire application that the users would go in, input, it would generate a code and it got integrated with everything. And that started the process for the BI team where people wouldn't come to us just for a report. Mm -hmm. They would literally say, okay, BI team, like during a project kickoff, go, we'll see the magic. Mm -hmm. And that transformation, it came from a request. And that came from your brand reputation. Yeah. And they came to you with a request of what they knew would work. And you said, wait, there's a better way. And you're and like, you're able to, oh yeah. And this is, this is cool because this is, this is the core of, this is the core of the topic today. Right. And now Mm -hmm. we get more requests that are not just build a report. It's we have a problem. Can you figure it out? Yes. But that came because I have a a great boss who will, if you can sell her on it, you know, because she's very much the same way. Like, well, we got to see the business impact to this. It was just a request. It wasn't me going to that department saying, I know what you're doing and it's wrong. You yes. Know? <laughs> I don't, I don't think that, right. that was to my point earlier. That's, that sounds right. like a prickly person and someone who's yeah. not going to get yeah, very that's, far. That's and... probably that's the a-hole rule, I think. So no matter, <laughs> no matter how much you smile, actually, that's probably even worse if you're smiling when you say that. Yes. But, but I think even if we get requests and that doesn't mean we just always do as told, it's constantly thinking that way mm-hmm. and thinking of what is a better way. Yeah. And then to Seth's point, having the, a leader, Having someone that's above you with the authority that will back you is huge, paramount, huge. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. So, so dovetail. Go ahead. I was going to say, is this a good point to transition? So we've been talking about. I think this is a lot of individual contributor level mm-hmm. stuff, and I feel like this has been good. Right. I really feel like I got a lot of value out of this one. And there's a lot of stories here that relate to how I think I learned how to be a portion of an individual contributor. So t- maybe shifting gears to the leadership, okay? Mm-hmm. I have people who report for me or I have people that I work uh, with or, or under me. How can I be a better leader to those kind of people? What do I listen for? How do I, how do I encourage my team to continue to be a lifelong learner and add value? How does that work? And I think, oh, go ahead, Seth. So, some basic tenets, right? Like the first one is, uh, you know, be a leader your people can trust, right? Are you a manager that promotes people mm-hmm. and their ideas, or are you the one that is taking their ideas and representing that you came up with it? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, that can't, <laughs> right? that really bothers and, and, me. And, you're, and, and that w- that is the quickest way to demotivate a team yep. is, is to yeah. do that. Um, the, the value that you're bringing also, you, you should already be bringing to the table from the fact that you have more experience or you should have more experience that allows you to see some of these bigger problems or you're engaged with them more throughout the organization, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those conversations that happen on a daily basis with leadership teams or whatnot, like a lot of stuff comes up that your team may not be aware of, right? Yes. So disseminating that information is a, a, a another like base criteria Mm -hmm. and and the other thing is is to foster new ideas or at least uh uh, allow the team to know that you're looking for people to take engagement in different areas Mm -hmm. and celebrate those with the team and and if if there's there's not always like a a monetary or you know public reward or you know you know what i'm saying like everything you do isn't going to be like oh this is the most amazing thing but if you bring something that you saw, like you, you save four hours at a time, like, like that's Call the something team about that it. you celebrate and, mm-hmm. and praise along with everybody within the team. And you're, you're, um, you're promoting the fact that, or just creating the cycle of like, Oh wow. Like 
that person did this thing, mm -hmm. I can do that too. Like it, it fosters a new idea for, for people to engage in. So those are like, I think the base criteria that I would lay out. I like the foster ideas portion, I think the most, because again, this is another one of these areas where if you have multiple people on the team that are learning different things or, or trying to like, they're interested in different things. Someone's really interested in Excel. Someone's interested in VBA in Excel. Someone's doing something else. I don't know. But if you, if you, if each person is kind of specialized in their own way, if you tout their successes and say, here is the problem, here's the solution to the problem, there's potential others in the team who be like, oh, you know, Tommy came up with this really cool idea about how to log this data. Let's go talk to him about these. Other I have a, and, and hopefully people are looking at like, oh, I have a similar challenge. I have a similar problem. Let me see how that's solved and go mm -hmm. to Tommy and solving that problem, which is another way I, I, th I think that's good too. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing, but nobody influences culture like the boss. That's true. And I think it has to start there. It's right? Start so there. like, obviously if you are the, the leader and you are the one saying, you need to do what you're told, here's the task, da, 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 da. It's, no one just, it's going to be much harder for someone to come up to you with, I thought of the solution. It's like, no, we need to do what we're told. Here's the priorities. But if you, and to Seth's point, if you are fostering a culture of we need to think how can we help impact the business we need to do the tasks that we have but allowing the team to know one it's okay one how to think like that because not everyone's going to come out of the box being solution oriented or mm -hmm. thinking in that mm -hmm. framework yep I, I know i didn't i was just here's a report okay let's None do the report were. no no right so i think that's part of the training and then having creating that framework in people's head of thinking in that way, but then two, uh, allowing that culture to be very, param um, very uh, affluent, you know, in proficient. your team. Yeah. You're thinking proficient. about yeah. very proficient yeah. on those things. Where, yep. where not only are you thinking that way, but you're encouraging that, you know, not where you're going up to your team going, I need three solutions every week, mm -hmm. but you're always thinking that way. You're encouraging that culture. It, it start to me. It starts there. If you don't have that, no one's going to come up to you. No one's going to be thinking that way. So I think it starts with the the boss having that leadership and that culture that you're influencing. I I also think there's another point here too. Like you're talking about lead by example, right? If you're if you're expecting you to be a lifelong learner and your team to be a lifelong learner, yeah, there has to be some kind of provision for. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm gonna. We are going to sit down and think about what do you want to learn this quarter this year? What what can we sit down and do and put in place that will let you learn something new or enhance your skills in a certain area? Um, leading a team myself right now, um, looking to beef up my skills on my team around data engineering and Azure and Azure related services, right? There's We're not talking about, well, there are Microsoft certifications in those areas or those spaces. Let's let's start running people through those. Let's there's some Microsoft training. Let's do a, a quarterly goal where you go through a couple of these trainings. There's Microsoft Learn, right? You can get XP points, and it's it's a very tangible way of letting people experience things and get a number or a value out of it that you can then see. Yes, it was accomplished. You can tie that to goals. Yeah. I I those good, great points, right? And these are these are ways in which we can foster right this this kind of environment where individual contributors start to come up with those things on their own right mm -hmm. so 
one of the one of the first ways, right? Oh, wait, when you, you've got to be meeting with your personnel, whether it's weekly, biweekly, monthly, et cetera, right? Yes. Um, one of those one of those areas is oh, I've always engaged in business as well as personal, right? And personal meaning like what are the things outside of work that you're interested? In? Like what what where is your career path? And some of that starts to dovetail into business as much as your business supports that. Um, but there are there are what is your performance? How are you doing on the day to day kind of things? And how are we engaging you in in the interesting work that that you want to be in? Hmm. But also on the side, if I know what are the things you are like learning on the side or like if it's power query, right? I have, I, I'm a DAX guy. I'm a great at modeling, but now I want to learn more of the back end. So what are, what are some of the tools or languages that I can, I can have them study, right? To get them to a point where if I have a project and I know that person wants to engage, but I don't have any hard timelines or any near-term deadlines, I, you, that's an opportunity for you to take that person and put them into a space that they can learn while on the job, albeit it's going to be slower and still solve the problem and you can guide them along the way. But that's the best kind of um, on-the-job training, right, where you're increasing the value of your team, right, to solve mm -hmm. problems, but you're also engaging with the, those team members to, you know, uh, in their interest areas and, and fostering that. I think that yeah. that's a, a perfect way to do that is in those one-on-ones and where you're talking to your personnel. So to your point, Seth, and I think um, the thought that I had was it's there's a little bit of this too where you're kind of pushing someone to walk on water when they may not have been ready or then encouraging someone to have like, hey, no, we man, have this- Giving them the jet ski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, hey- You've never done this before, but maybe someone that you trust or someone who's kind of ready for that, but they're not thinking that way. It's like, I need you to think of a solution here. You know, you need to come back. Here's our project. Can you think of this one part? How do we do it? Even if you already have an idea as a leader, mm -hmm. bringing someone in to start thinking that way, they're like, oh, I, I don't know. It's like, no, just think like, what would we do? How would this affect everyone? Come back to me in a week kind of thing. And let's talk about it. And now you're almost kind of really pushing someone to start thinking oh, that that's way good. that's good, and I, good and example I think sometimes I really like that people too. need that i i know my my boss has done it to me and i'm like I, i've never done anything like you know like done this before like yeah but you've come to me with ideas so you'll probably think of something you're like okay and she already had like five ideas in her head mm -hmm. of how to do it but it was starting to encourage me to come to re with requests and come to projects not to just do as i told but use all the knowledge your team right. all the knowledge that yeah. someone has and but start then, and that's the but that's where that's where right when you start fostering that that's when you actually get more engagement mm -hmm. and you teach you have to you you do less as a as a leader or manager mm -hmm. because your people are getting stronger and stronger underneath you like there's that saying where um some some of the best managers or leaders are people that that groom people underneath them to replace them yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I have people that can do my job, that makes my life exponentially easier because right. I don't have to do those things anymore. Yeah. Right. I can focus on other things that will make them more interested or, you know, it's when it's when those things start to fall apart where, you know, a, a lot of the grind starts happening. So and I think this is all part of it, too, where with your team or yourself, just like when I started doing user groups and started speaking, I didn't realize how much knowledge i gained like over the years until i started yep. talking and people would ask questions like i don't know i had that 
And I think allowing our team and ourselves with all the years of experience and all the knowledge that we have to actually go into a different mindset and then just use that knowledge. And I think you're right. You may have example. people groomed for that leadership role and they have no idea themselves. I was, yeah. I was very nervous in some of my first public speaking, speaking engagements. I didn't, yeah. wasn't very confident didn't have it, but like, <laughs> like, it was one, it was a couple, you don't know what you don't know until you start doing right. it, right? So like for me, starting out in Power BI user groups, talking there, I can talk like, and no one's business, right? I'm, right. I'm a huge talker. This is, yeah. But I started, tra I started practicing there about pre presenting and doing things. And Seth and I would go back and forth and Seth would give me feedback. That was good. And it didn't quite make sense here. I didn't understand this part. Can you refine this? And it, I think... A lot of this stuff is like muscle memory, right? If you do it enough, if you keep trying and, and getting feedback from people, you can improve it. And yeah, and I think to the point, people don't know the skill levels and what they can do until they do it. Yeah. And especially if they're right. doing this every day, uh, encourage people or just literally push someone off the boat and say, this is you now. The the thing that getting people outside their box is the the hardest and most important mm -hmm. step, I, I think, in, in anything, especially with, with this as well. But like you look at leaders in your organization or managers or like the the technical folks that you look up to, like the only difference between them and you is they've just put more time into it and they have more experience. Like so you you can attain, you know, where that person is as well, but yeah. it's not, it doesn't just happen overnight. Yes. Right. I think finalizing some of the thoughts, because I know we're, we're near an end here is, I think, you know, as a manager or leader, like facilitating brainstorming sessions mm. to get new ideas, mm -hmm. right? If we think about this podcast, like yeah. one of the things we love about it is we just, you know, hopefully we don't pontificate, but like we talk to each other about like these topics, right? And we come yeah. up with new ideas even on the show. Like this sort of dialogue is really important to, to keep, you know, in a team and is a great great way to, um, you know, help foster some of some of this growth. And this is what I'm taking away from, from me. It's like, dang, why am I not doing this right now? Like facilitating a lot more of these brainstorming sessions where you're including everybody. Yeah. Right. It's not just the people that, you know, or like would possibly engage. It's everybody so that they can hear how this back and forth goes mm. um, within the team, because that's just as important because you're you're raising all all boats mm. in the water. Right. Yeah. Um, and then if you can right, dedicate R&D time. Right. If there's some dedicated time that you yep. can take with company time to a lot for, you know, these sorts of activities, if somebody wants to engage in them and they're solving something for you. Um, that would be the the pie in the sky, not always possible, um, but at the same time, uh, another way to support uh, the team. I like that. Yeah, for me, the the kind of three layers that kind of conclude all this is if you are listening to this and if you, you've never thought in that solution-oriented way, that's okay. But start taking all the knowledge that you have and start trying to look at all the processes and requests that you have. And it's like, why is it done that way? If you are someone who's solution oriented oh, and that's like yeah. me, man, I question everything. Yeah. 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 Start questioning everything. You know, don't trust anything. Um, but if you are solution oriented and you've never really been in that role or you're not perceived that way, start to frame that into an actual tangible document or idea that you can bring to your boss. And if you're a leader, cultivate that culture. So mm -hmm. I like that. One thing I would say here is I, I like a lot. Of, the conversation has been really good. A lot of the things here, I, I think I have 
the fastest way for me to grow or how, how I've grown in the past, the fastest way I have grown is to find someone or be around people who are stronger than I am in certain areas and are willing to teach me. There's a couple MVPs that are in the Microsoft space that have been very ample with their time. They're definitely experts way more to a degree in DAX or other solution areas within Power BI. And I feel like finding a mentor or mentors or people, a community around people who are doing things mm -hmm. better than you or something you would want to aspire to. So even at a, an individual contributor level or a leader of people, I think both of those individuals need someone who's doing the right, doing something you'd want to be doing. They may not be perfect. I can do everything exactly right. But finding a mentor that's someone who's willing to invest some time with you. I mean, I have people who do that in my personal life. They, we reach out. We, you know, they say, hey, we should do lunch or we should get together or we should have the families over to our house. Those are good moments. Like they have different experiences that I do. And so it's, it's good to talk through this. And that's what we're doing here to some degree. We're taking our ex collective experiences and talking and right. communicating across each other. And it's helping to spur new ideas, right? We all have different backgrounds. And so I think having mentors and people that you consider um, where you want to be are very good as well. So I, that's probably my takeaway. You don't know what you don't know and find people who are doing what you want to be doing or are willing to help you get better at whatever you're doing. Connect with them. Be intentional about it. It's on me. Like no one will control my career except me. The company will not give you raises by just, you know, because they love you, right? You have to kind of fight for everything that's yours to some degree. Our culture here, at least how I've observed it in the US, it may be different in other places, but like, no one's going to pitch for your career. No one's going to push you forward. No one's going to ask you to mentor and, and, and to do these things on your own. They're just happy you just filling your job and keeping, keeping the, you're a cog in a wheel. Just keep spinning, right? It's up to you to figure yeah. out how to, how to grow. So anyways. I think, yeah, in terms of wrapping up, right? Like I think from, from my perspective, uh, adopt and sustain a learning mentality. You got to get yeah. yourself out of the box, right? Yep. And you have to keep yourself out of the box, right? So as manager and individual, you, have, you don't, don't stay in a box. Yep. Find an issue that you think is engaging. Does it, does that direction, you know, fit your career, fill an experience you want to improve upon, use the experience to learn and grow, right? And, and keep, keep doing that cycle and, and help others grow. Right. As yeah. you learn new things, That's true. share those with others yeah. as well as help facilitate Be a this sort of mm -hmm. um, this sort of problem solving. I like and it. this isn't like I what I love about this conversation is it's not necessarily like the personal growth and engagement. Mm -hmm. These are how big problems are solved in companies. Totally. People actively getting engaged and putting mm -hmm. putting minds together yep. and talking through them. Yep. I like it. That's super cool. All right. Well, with that, we've wasted a perfectly good hour of your time. Appreciate everyone for listening and jumping in. I hope you found some value from this conversation. Um, our only ask for you watch or listening or watching the the podcast the podcast here with us is just share it if you wouldn't mind. Just give uh, one other person a note that you found some value from it. Uh, share it on social media or talk to someone internal in your company and let them know. Hey, this was a good topic today. Uh, I found that valuable to me. Tommy, where else can you hear the podcast? So if you are watching live right now, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcast, anywhere they're available. Leave us a rating. It helps us out a ton. If you are listening but want to join the conversation, uh, join us Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7.30 a.m. Central. Uh, follow Power BI Tips on YouTube and LinkedIn. Awesome.
Thank you all so much. Appreciate your time, and we'll see you next week.